Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Hey, Geyer, do you know I once wrote a song about a tortilla? It was more of a rap. Who invited him to the party? Oh, man. <laughs> Every punch bowl's got to have a booger. I guess they yeah. <laughs> Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invite the Okay, pooper. let's start it on this. Party poopers. <laughs> Before he comes up with anything else. If we do nothing else, we have a ball doing this. Since they're coming up with corner and corner jokes, so I'm going to have to get out my editing pen. But welcome to the No More Leadership BS, even though it seems to be full of BS today. Um, <laughs> Look at you, Conroy. So let's start out by going around introducing everybody. Mr. Jeff Geyer with Phoenix Coaching. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, everybody. Glad you're on our podcast today. Yes, we do have a lot of fun, and there's takeaway number one. Whatever you do, have fun doing it. I'm into that. And let's jump to the bottom. I'm, I, you guys will never know what I'm going to do next. Dr. Sam, say hello to everybody. You're on the bottom, oh, Sam. happy to bring up the bottom. I'm not talking <laughs> to me. Bringing up the rear. And, uh, and the number one, if you can't be the person to bring fun, Go for number two and latch on to somebody who can. Just bring joy, have joy, and have a wonderful time the best you can. Amen. Mr. Conroy, do you have anything else? I'm afraid of getting booed off the show, personally. I thought it was a funny joke. Man, I just want to say what an honor and a privilege it is to be here on this podcast with four of the nicest, smartest, and best humans that I know on earth. It's really great to see you guys. And I met sincerely. Aw, thanks. Aww, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> and bringing up the rear, speaking of... <laughs> so two guys walked in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> First one says, ouch. <laughs> Mr. Geoff, yeah, professionals at play. Oh, oh, my gosh. So wonderful. I'm glad I'm out of the heat. I'm glad to be here with you guys. And already my giggle muscles are working hard. So I'm looking forward to today's episode. I don't want to hear about McLaughlin's giggle muscle. <laughs> it's my most wife. developed one. That's what, wife, that's what his wife calls it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Myra. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You know, last time we talked a lot about mental health in the, in the, in the workplace right now and the, and how we have evolved into it's almost crisis mode and that got me thinking about what causes crisis. What, and there's a lot of things that do, but one thing in particular that I ran into and it's, it's escalating, it's one of the top concerns right now is bullying in the workplace. Now we all remember, I'm sure I remember being bullied when I was a kid and with people, they knock your books out and throw them all over the floor, give you a push or pull your hair or call you mean names. That's 
kids have, it seems like kids have to go through that. I'm not, I'm not advocating for it and, or anything like that, but it is, is part of growing up in, in our world because we're all humans and we all have our flaws. But this is not beating up on somebody. This isn't taking somebody's school lunch money. This is a, becoming a real issue in our workplace. And the more I dug into it, it's 75% of the employees are saying that they, they have either been bullied or witnessed bullying. 75%. Now that sounds like a real issue. And bullying, it destroys the workplace culture. And it destroys the money. At the bottom line, it tears it up because people are not focused on their work. In fact, there is, they call them preventable losses. And I'm going to throw something out here in a minute that for you guys to discuss, because I'm having a different kind of different look at it, but turnover recruitment and training cost is high when there's high bullying. Absenteeism and increased sick leave use is high. They've, they've got to take mental health days and I'm not poking fun at that. I'm just, it's a new phenomenon. Fatigue caused errors and accidents. If you're constantly high alert to being bullied, then you're not paying attention to where you're at and what you're supposed to be doing. Litigation, arbitration, and settlement expenses. Oh my God. Those are, will bring fear into your life. You get a, a letter from a lawyer and you think, holy shit, how am I going to pay for this? That's the first, because it doesn't matter if you're Whatever guilty or innocent. Sorry. Holy shoot. <laughs> that Midwestern life. Strangely. Darn. You're like a sailor out there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, that nobody wants to be sued. Nobody wants to be sued because it's expensive whether or not you're guilty. And then the last one, working in compensation and disability claims, which always affects the bottom line. Okay, I'm going to throw this ball out to you guys. And this is completely disruptive because the myth is that our employees' mental health or lack thereof is our direct responsibility. I'm not saying whether it is or not. I think we have to be concerned about it. But we as a workforce becoming pansies or are the jerks, are they growing? Because it seems like there's a lot of emotion, as we talked about before, a lot of living on emotion, a lot of ungrace, if you will, give grace to me, but not for thee. That's just my observation. So, Mr. Conroy, I'm going to throw it out to you first. Really? Yeah, really. Uh, That's a tough one. It's a tough one. It is a, t a tough one, but it's not a tough one. For, for, it's a tough one, but there's, like I said in the green room, I have a picture behind me. Where it says, when you first look at Jeff Conroy, he's scary and intimidating, but once you get to know him, he's not. I have no control over the way I look. And there have been people that have said to me, man, you're really intimidating. Get to know me. I'm the biggest smart ass you'll ever meet in your life. But it's it, so when you're saying that we are responsible as leaders for our staff's mental wellness, I think that is to a point. I think we are responsible for their mental wellness and at least so they, can, they are doing their job effectively. I think we should be able to build relationships and build secure, great communication and build a team. I'm not saying build a family. I don't, I'm not interested in building a family at work. I'm more interested in building a team at work. I can fire a team. I can't fire family. 
believe me, I've got a sibling I'd like to get rid of, but I think it's more important to build a team at work, develop that relationship, develop that open communication to remove barriers so they can be successful at work. What happens at their home, I have no control over. I am not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I can give references. I can offer compassionate help. I can listen, but for their overall mental wellness, I think that's a pretty heavy thing to put on a leader at work. I think you should, you are responsible for their work happiness, but not their life happiness. So if they're being bullied, isn't that work happiness? Yeah, but define, so you're, are you saying coworkers are bullying them? That's where open communication comes in and that's where you have a group meeting and that's where you talk to the person and that's where you try to get the communication. What is it bullying? Is it bullying or is it miscommunication? And that's an excellent question. According to the Workplace Bullying Institute, didn't even know there was something like that. Of course. But there's people that that study this. uh, Of the workplace bullying, 72% of it come from bosses. Yeah. So Mr. Geyer said earlier that he's got a frustration with this. I have a little bit of a frustration with this as well because I've dealt with with both sides of it. I've dealt with the... uh, People who truly are being bullied. Personalities sometimes just don't work. The personalities clash. It's a real thing. Chemistry, is, it doesn't always work. Personalities may clash. My responsibility as that leader then is to make sure, can the job get done? You were hired to do XYZ of a job. Can you do that job? I'm not asking you guys to go out to lunch. I'm not asking you guys to be buddies and pals and pen pals and exchange gifts. I just need to know, can you guys work together to put this product, to, to put this product out? In, in, in a great way. Can we be successful as a team, even if you don't like each other? And honestly, I've been more successful than I have been unsuccessful with that. I've had people who don't like each other. And so when I'm very well aware of when I'm putting teams together, I don't put them together. Constantly will be in communication with them. I watch them, those types of things, but don't force them together if they don't like to be, but if they have to work together and their departments work together, you've got to, you've got to find a, a be adult about it. And be professional and do the job. Or go find your happiness elsewhere. I've had absolutely the opposite, the opposite experience. I had a great team. They were all different on the disc scale. Every one of them was different. So you think, oh, this is perfect. There was two. One was a high I, one was a low S and a low I. Now that is complex. And I and we had several sit-downs where you know, we tried to work through this. We always respect for each other. One would, one naturally would attack. The other one would retreat. And it just was not good. The one, what I, the mistake I made was not saying this isn't working. And the, actually the one that was attacking was the one that, in my opinion, was bullying at the time. But I just wanted everybody to look at each other and look at the situation and understand that we can all get along here. We can all have a great team. Just don't make everybody be like you. Yeah. And because I didn't act quick enough, that was the domino that shot the team down. That was the domino because it lowered trust it, but I didn't see it as bullying, I guess at the time. And I, I look back and I think, why can't they, Look at other people and say, that's who you are without it being, making them feel like less than. That's what I don't understand. So that's why I'm, 
are we getting, are we turning into pansies? One last thing, and then I'll shut up because Guy loves it when I talk so much. One of the things I started doing late when I, a lot of these things happened early on. The things I started doing is when I hired people, I started, I interviewed, and then I let the team interview. And what, because to me, chemistry is everything and everyone's, it's got to be somewhat of a, a decent fit in order for it to work. So by me bringing the team in to interview that person, and I left the room, I wasn't looking for an, a Spanish inquisition. I was just taking a little bit of time to get to know the, get to know the prospect. And, and then when the prospect left, I would sit down with the team and say, what do you think? Because if I liked them, then I wanted to get their opinion. Do they have the ultimate work? No. That, yeah, I get the ultimate word, but I want to, I want as good a chemistry as I can get. And that really did on my end for the final 22 years of my nonprofit career, <laughs> it really did help a lot. I got so much less, if not a, none personality, major conflict because I, I started getting the teams involved and the team felt like they were part of the process because they were. Well, Mr. Geyer, your name has been brought up twice. So that's a sign to me. <laughs> <laughs> It must be your time to talk. On the so far, council, I have nothing to say. <laughs> so far, have put out this question: Are we becoming a bully, more bullying society, or on the other side, are we becoming pansies? And no, that's a tough one to touch. But isn't there a balance there that we need to look at? There's a pendulum moving too far toward what they call snowflake. That can be any age, by the way. What do you think? You said, is there a balance? Is there a balance or should there be a balance or two different questions? You uh, mentioned earlier that if, based on your opinion in that example you gave, that, that it wasn't bullying. And I think one of the biggest problems we have around this topic of, of bullying and uh, workplace mental health, and it's all over our society is what, and maybe it started back with Bill when he said, it depends on what the definition of the word is. And bullying to me may not be bullying to you or to someone else. And the thing that challenges me the most is that the definition of bully, and I'll just focus on bullying, but this applies to lots of different things. That the thing that challenges me is the definition seems to be fluid to fit an individual or group of individuals, particular situation. And that drives me crazy because whether I'm the leader or not, now there is zero consistency. And how do we play a game if the rules continually change? And that's all over our society, but we'll just stick to bullying. One of my examples or not, it's, yeah, it is an example, but it's from experience that I told this is years ago. In the context of trying to encourage a teammate that they were a very critical part of the team and the team needed them and they were doing great work, I told this person that I needed them. And that came across to them as very threatening and aggressive. And even I used the sexual word. And the intent was not at all like that. It was, you are a valuable member of our team and the team and I, as the leader of the team, need you on the team. And so that definition, the, the fluid definitions of things like that really challenge me. And I think it probably challenges all leaders. And what's happening because the, of the fluidity of those definitions, leaders are being silent or we're pulling back or we're, I never, ever again, and I'm telling you, that was decade or more ago, I never, ever 
told anyone else that I needed them. And I can tell you that there's probably a number of people over that decade that really needed me to tell them they were valued and needed on our team. And I chose not to do it because I didn't want to get in trouble again. And I'm just beating this a little bit, but the fluidity of the definition uh, really drives me crazy. Can't we define what it is and just stick with that? And then everybody knows the boundaries and it'll be better. But society ebbs and flows. Two years ago, I know there was a time when men were afraid of women because they were afraid to say anything because it, would, it could be misconstrued. It, yes, Jeff wasn't. Still I'm still am. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a time you were afraid of what you were saying, how it would be interpreted, how you... society ebbs and flows and that influences the workplace significantly and that's that's, that adds to what mr guy was saying on the flux i agree with that it's a moving target so with that moving target and i'm going to go to sam on that what can a leader do if somebody comes to them a boss a leader an owner of a company whatever and says i'm being bullied I am being bullied and until you hear the situation, until you get both parties in there, I'm not sure that you even know what bullying means, but I'm interested in your take because you always have interesting look on things. I would be super pedantic about it, which is incredibly annoying. So I would go straight to the book and Myra, you sent us this uh, download, which I think we should put in our show notes because I'm going to read from it. And it's important that there's a reason why the... Uh, was it Workplace Bullying Institute? Workplace bullying is repeated health-harming mistreatment by one or more people of an employee by means of verbal abuse, threats, intimidation, humiliation, work interference, sabotage, exploitation of a known vulnerability, or a combination of any or all of these. That, dear friends, to me, sounds a whole lot like harassment and less like a pseudo-casual, what we may have called bullying situation. And then the result, as it shows here, occupational health hazard includes people who see a physician being treated for work-related symptoms, including hypertension, irritable bowel disease, migraine headaches, anxiety, and PTSD. Yeah. So let's not characterize bullying as they hurt my feelings, but this is a significant, long-term, nearly debilitating situation. So what I would Because do, the key word sorry. there was repeated. Yes. Repeated this and repeated that. Correct. Yeah, if, you're just, exactly. if you just hurt my feelings, get a participation trophy. And in my prior life, when certain complaints, questions, issues, concerns popped up, my first response was, let's have an investigation. And I'm not exaggerating. And the reason is, if that's what you're willing to tell me right now in person, there may be more going on than this. And people above my pay grade, more importantly, outside of me, who do this for their full-time job, need to take a very close look at this and see if there's a there there. Sometimes there wasn't. Sometimes the person raising the flag was in fact the instigator. And so to assume we know what we think we know when somebody says something, it, that's not the whole story or the end of it. Further information is absolutely required. And take this rant off even one step farther, I think Jeff Geyer brings up a very interesting point and even said as much in your description. Part one is I need you. Then later in the telling, Jeff, I'm not sure if you caught this on your own, which was you were afraid to tell somebody they were a valued member of the team. Those are two completely different phrases that could have different or better impact. And I think that even in that telling, you could un- unveil just a better way to go about it. You're a valued member of the team. I'm glad you're here. Versus I need you, which somebody could then hear and go, dear me, what does that mean? 
it means just being a little more third party. And it's, I'm not saying about you, Jeff, specifically, but it's a good example of how we can just tweak our language to avoid any kind of even appearance of possible impropriety compared to who feels like that every single thing's going to set them off. See, Sam, and hear all that. And obviously I'm re relaying this story that's 10 years or more. I don't remember. I don't have a transcript of the conversation, but that learning, and I'm not saying, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll caveat it. It's impossible to adjust our conversation to remove all even hint or glimmer of impropriety. And the reason that is, is because can't, we can't control how people hear what we say. I can only control, you know, what I say and the message that I'm trying to get across. And to your point with this particular person, the message they heard isn't the one I was intending. So it's incumbent upon me to change the way I say that. The point is to me, that was a one-time thing that they didn't hear what I was intending to say. So I should have said it different, but I never got the opportunity because an right. investigation starts and all of a sudden you're guilty until we've proven you innocent. And that takes six weeks. And in the meantime, now I should be in the employee assistance program because I'm stressed out because of workplace. And so th this whole topic, I think, I'm not sure where to land. And I hesitate to even share some of my thoughts and experiences because I, I think they'll be taken wrong. I, you all know, I'm, I'm off the scale on the eye, on the disc chart, and I'm all about, about relationships and I, I want them. And I'm talking about healthy business relationships. Even when I say that, I, I feel like I have to caveat it because somebody's going to go, oh, you're all about relationships. You a pervert. What's that all about? You know what I mean? <laughs> I well, just, you're a man, so there's an assumption there. I'm a white man. And it, I'm not, I've, Kyle, I shouldn't have brought race into it, but it just, it gets out of hand. And, and I do get a little jazzed up about it. And maybe it is because I have PTSD, but I think leaders today they had to, to Sam, to your point, we have to be aware of it, but doggone it. Where's the line? The definition you read of bullying, I thought it's really good. And bullying isn't, Hey, I, you're a valuable member of our team and I need you. Right. It's a one-time event. Yeah. Right. Repeated. At that point, yeah, I've been on the, the not receiving it. That's not, that's too much of a point, but I've been interviewed as a function of a federal investigation because an employee brought accusations around people in my space. And so I mentioned that only because at that point, so yeah, bring it. Whatever you got, any questions, bring it. Cause there's no, they're there. I will answer every question you have thoroughly. Not, I wouldn't do it any other way, but I knew full well, this wasn't going any place. And so to your point, Jeff, when somebody brings up that thing that looks like it's nothing, yeah, it's going to cost us all a bunch of time and cost somebody some money and some stress and it's not going anywhere because it's not a thing. And if I can be so brazen on a recorded podcast, I will say <laughs> that when those investigations come through and prove there was no there, the next time there's an allegation, you've already got established a history of good behavior that is now looked upon as, oh, this guy seems to be pretty stand-up character. We still have to take a look because there was a thing, but let's also keep in effect there's good behavior. Yeah, you might be right. I'm a little more pessimistic. It's like, oh, here we go again. This guy, his guy was co up to the line last time and then we didn't catch him. But now this time we're going to catch him. This is a challenging place. And for sure, I'm one of the first ones to say you want healthy, positive cultures and work environments and stuff and trying to figure that out. It, maybe it goes back to, to the whole relationship and communication issue that 
that as we as leaders know and understand the teammates, the people that we work with and the people that we're responsible for, and they know and understand us, it's going to minimize this kind of garbage. Amen. Yeah. And I think that we could go round and round and round like a ball. I never find the end of this, but what we can do as leaders, and I'm taking this away from all of yours, is start start being curious about where the other person's coming from. Even in when you feel attacked, and I think Sam brought that out so well, when you feel attacked, start being curious about where other people are coming from. I don't know that we can ever answer the question, are we becoming more pansies or more bullies? I don't know that can be answered or should be answered. I just know that we've come to a place where we're attacking each other way too often. Sometimes it's bullying. Sometimes it's just pure meanness from both sides. Um, Jeff, I didn't get too much out of you. Can you throw anything in here in the last couple minutes? <laughs> I've worked extensively in the school systems on bullying. I was considered, that was one of my jobs is I ran an anti-bullying program. And it was, it's interesting because one of the things, the big problems I always had was that with that was I was like, I don't ever say bully. I don't talk about bullying. I talk about how do we get along? How do you get along if you have a difference of opinion with somebody else and you just can't seem to find common ground? There's simple things. You don't have to talk to that person. Ta-da, you solved the problem. <laughs> it's not that hard, kids. It's rocket science, okay? It's like, seriously. So part of it is that people choose to be offended. Sometimes people choose to be in a situation where they could simply turn around and walk away and it's, that, that solves the problem. And so to your point of, are people getting softer? Are people getting, becoming pansies? Sometimes yes. But at the same time, if it's something that's repeated and intentional and going on in the workplace, it does need to be addressed. And I'm a high eye, just like Geyer. And I think Conroy's in there as well. I like to give people a hard time, but if somebody says to me, please don't do that. That makes me feel bad. I am absolutely, I'm so sorry. I, I, yes. that was not my intention and I will completely change my behavior. But if they're laughing about it and we're having a good time and we're giggling and poking fun at each other, they're doing it back. Then you don't get to come and say, that person was making fun of me, which is what my boys do all the time. Dad, he punched me. Well, why did he punch you? Because I punched him. Yeah, I get okay. that. Yeah, but he deserved it. He deserved but it. But he deserved it. But he punched me harder than I punched him. Yeah. yeah. But you punched yeah. him first. So there's that aspect of people, their perspective is their reality. And what they see and what they perceive as words that hurt them or actions that hurt them is in truth, their reality. And unless they can see something from somebody else's perspective and that person who said whatever they said can see it from the other person's perspective, there's, they're not going to come to an agreement. You have to be willing to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So that comes to that curiosity piece. And I don't know, I've been looking at the, uh, the Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and Stoicism and that really, that truly that self-introspection and the ability to say, I did these things, why did I do those things? And was it helpful or hurtful? And if it was hurtful, how do I change the behavior? That's a thing that a lot of people are missing in this situation is what can you control? What behaviors can you control in the workplace? What part do you have in it? And accepting that responsibility for your role in the things that are going on. If it's as simple as walking away from the water cooler so people don't make fun of you because you didn't go out on Friday night, then just don't go to the water cooler when all those people are hanging out there. It's not that hard. So yeah. 
being aware, listening to somebody when they have a legitimate complaint and just saying, okay, I'll listen to you. Okay. And then asking questions that it, from a place of curiosity, I think could solve a myriad of issues in the workplace. Um, yeah, that's just, that's my two cents. I don't think, I don't think we could have wrapped it up any better than that, Geoff. That's excellent. Thank you. And remember, if you're in the middle of a, of a confrontation and a bullying situation or what you think is a bullying situation, it's escalating and feels like you're, it's getting out of control. You, I read you all of the consequences that you could face all uh, up to and including legal action. Don't let it get out of hand. Don't let it, don't let it cut off your bottom line. Don't let it make your life miserable. Find somebody to talk to. Obviously, we are here. Any one of us uh, have, has had extensive experience in this and can help you sort through it, help you see the other side if you need to, or help you decide is this an ongoing, that kind of thing. But get help. And if you take nothing away from this episode, remember you cannot put out a fire by pouring on more gasoline. It just doesn't work. So with that said, anybody else want to throw in a final comment or? A witch's vehicle goes broom. Always a funny one. <laughs> I think that I'm not asking it yet. I'm just going to say bye-bye for now. Yeah, that was a clean sweep. Good job, Blade. Oh, I got to go. I got to brush go. this one off. Just brush this off. Bye. Better bye. bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then. <laughs>